Today's reading is from the book of Romans, chapter 16, verses 25 to 27, and it's on page 923 in the Pure Bible. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. So I checked this morning on my computer and I found that almost exactly uh, two years ago um, we commenced uh, our travels through the book of Romans. We haven't actually um, been in Romans all that time. We've done a few other things. But uh, today we come to a very, very last uh, message out of this, um, what some people have called the greatest letter ever written. So I'm going to pray and ask uh, the Lord would help us as uh, we look at these last few verses. Father, we're asking for your help. We're asking not for a created arm to help us, but your uncreated arm would help us now. Uh, Would you help us by giving us sight, help us, Lord, by granting us faith, help us, Lord, um, by the work of your word and your spirit, uh, in our hearts and our lives. Yeah, Lord, we, we need you and we need the fire of uh, your spirit to burn in us. <clears throat> we need uh, the truth of your word uh, to shine uh, in us, please, Lord. And uh, Father, we're thankful that we have got the privilege of opening this word up again today. Uh, that's a great privilege from your hand. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. When we come to uh, Romans chapter 16 and, and verse 25, what we are seeing is, in actual fact, not what we've seen many times in Romans. What we've seen many times in Romans is that Paul has been teaching things or explaining things, or defending things. <clears throat> but now, in this, these last few verses of Romans, um, we find Paul is actually not teaching or explaining or defending, but he's worshipping. <clears throat> the way the, the verse begins, and I have to tell you that I've been using the English Standard Version, so it's going to be a little bit different from the version in the, in the pews t- this morning. But what we see is it commencing like this. Now to him who is able to strengthen you. Now to him. Now to him. It's, it's worshipping him. After all these chapters of extraordinary truth, Uh, revealed in in the book of Romans, 
Paul ends this uh, passage actually with a song, a doxology. Now to him. And the focus here is the God who strengthens. The God who strengthens you. So I'm just wanting you to think with me for a moment about that phrase, to him who strengthens, who's able to strengthen you. It's an amazing thing to me because you might have thought that God would be the one who might want to shame you or you might have thought that God was the one who might want to punish you or to shake you or get rid of you. But no, 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 no. This is a message right at the end of Romans and the, the, the clear bell that Paul is trying to and is ringing in this message is that this is a God who is able to strengthen you, to bring you strength, to bring you in your inner being, not just strength for your muscles, not just thinking here of, or mostly even thinking of financial strength, not thinking of of intellectual strength, But this is talking about a kind of strength that comes to you as a believer, an inner strength. And and Paul is singing and he's saying, now to him who is able to strengthen you. The idea here is that God wants to nurture you, establish you, make you firm. And he is the one who is able to strengthen you. Do you know all the other strengths, whether it's financial strength, if you've got financial strength, if you've got political strength, if you've got intellectual strength, if you've just got any other kind of strength, it will, it's temporary. It'll only last for a minute in this world. But this is a strength that will never end. And Paul is singing. He's worshipping. He's saying now to him who is able to strengthen you. And when I think of this strength, I think of what it says in Ephesians chapter 1. When Paul is praying for the believers and he's praying that they might know a number of things, and one of the things he prays that you might know the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might, his great strength that worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Do you know the strength that comes to you wherever you are, when you hear of Christ, the strength that comes to you is the strength of God, the same strength that raised Jesus from the dead. That's amazing. That is amazing. He's coming to strengthen you. So this means that it doesn't matter if you are in a nursing home, if you're a little kid, if you're in a wheelchair, if you're suffering from mental health issues, it doesn't matter. God is coming with strength. I know, I know some young men and they've got tremendous physical strength. But my heart bleeds for them. Because they don't know this strength. I know people 
that are broken in, 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 and they're, they're in a nursing home and they've every kind of disability, but I have great confidence for them because they know this strength. <laughs> they've got this strength. And, and God, God is saying to us this morning, through this message, is that he is able to strengthen you. And that's the second thing that I want to emphasise. Now to him who is able to strengthen you. Because maybe you're thinking, God couldn't strengthen me. He could not strengthen me. I'm a hopeless case. But this is the message. He is able. He's able to bring you strength. No one else can bring you strength like God can bring you strength. No one. Oh yeah, some people can give you a helping hand and lift you up here and there. But ultimately, this strength to establish you, to put you firm on the foundation, to give you an inner strength comes only from God and he is able. He's able to come to you and strengthen you. Not only is he able to strengthen you, but where does this strength come from? What, by what means does this strengthening from God come to you? And it's here also in the verse. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Christ Jesus. Now this is important. Because you know how you've got a water tank and the water tank has a pipe that comes out of the water tank and it delivers the water to your lawn or your garden or whatever, the, the, the means by which the water comes to the garden is through the pipe. Now, the means by which the strength comes to you is through the gospel. It comes through the gospel and the according to my gospel and the preaching of Christ. Strength comes, strength comes through the gospel. Do you know the gospel, the gospel that God sent, a little fragile baby? You wouldn't say that's strong. You'd say that's weak. You'd say that's very, very fragile, a little baby. God sent a little baby, his own son. He begins his, his ministry for three years in powerful ministry, but he's betrayed by his friends and denied Betrayed by one of his disciples, but denied by his friends. He, he suffers horribly and is executed in shame, dying for our sins. The Son of God, dying for your sins and mine. And then rising, breaking the power of death and rising in power. And that for, for our justification, for our life. And that is the gospel. And when the gospel comes to you, it delivers the strength of God to your heart. I think of those people that have suffered in concentration camps for their faith. And they've tortured for their faith. Can you imagine that? Tortured. Deny Christ. Deny Christ. Deny Christ. Or otherwise we're going to punish you. But, but, but they have strength. So many have, have continued to love Christ, to follow Christ, even though such terrible suffering. And where does their strength come from? They've heard the gospel, the good news. So this 
strength is a strength that comes through the gospel, the very strength of God, and, and your heart believes it. It's a strength of faith. Do you know when you hear the gospel, you don't hear the gospel and believe it and sign a card and I'm a Christian and you put the gospel aside. No, 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 no. We live. Every day I need to hear the gospel. I need to know the gospel afresh. I need, I need this gospel of Christ for my life, for my strength. And so do you. This gospel comes. In what ways do you feel weak? In what ways do you feel I'm just I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna make it? I want you to know that if your weakness is in relational weakness or in your body, is your weakness in your mental health? Or is your weakness in fear? Fear grips you. Or is your weakness in addiction? Or where, where is your weakness? Because God is coming to you through the gospel for strength. To strengthen you. This is an amazing thing because most kings of the world... They get their glory from keeping their subjects low. They want to make the, if you're a prize world fighter and you jump in the ring with someone, your opponent, the way you show your glory is you show your glory by laying them out flat. You make them weak. That's how you get glory. But this says that God is strengthening you for his glory. The God we serve loves to strengthen you for his glory. He doesn't want to weaken you. He doesn't want to try and undo you. He doesn't want to try and wipe you out. What he wants to do for his glory is come to you and strengthen you. So there are needs in this room, all sorts of needs, way beyond what I know. And I want you to know That there is a God in heaven with tremendous strength and he's coming to you to strengthen you through the gospel. The gospel of Christ, his son. It says here that this gospel (coughs) was kept a mystery and was secret for long ages. Do you know, for many, many years, for long ages, people didn't know. They, 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 they did not know how God would save the world. It was a mystery. It was a great mystery. No one had ever dreamed that our strength would come through the brokenness of a man on a cross. No one had ever dreamed that our healing Our ultimate healing would come from his bleeding. No one had ever dreamed that our ultimate ultimate hope would come from the fact that it was God's will to crush him, it says in Isaiah. 
But now, after long ages of great mystery, the secret of what God was doing has been revealed, even in the prophetical writings in the Old Testament. And this is the message, that through God's Son, who suffered and died and rose in power, we have salvation. And through him, there is strength. It also emphasises here that this gospel is to be made known to all the nations. All the nations. That strikes me because I've got friends down the road and so have you. I've got family and so have you. We know people in... Gan Main and Euron Quinty and Ladysmith and we know people um, in Dubbo and Cairns and Indonesia and but this is for all the nations. This work of God was not just for a few that just happened to like to go to church on Sundays. This is for all all the nations. It's amazing, sweeping declaration of God's work for all the nations. And what is its purpose? It says it here. It says, Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Christ Jesus to bring about the obedience of faith. So I'm just wanting you to think with me for a moment about that word, obedience. Because there's two ways we can obey. When I was a little kid, my mum and dad would say, you will obey or else there's punishment. And um, so in that case, there was an obedience of fear. Not really. I wasn't frightened. I loved my mum and dad. But I knew that there there was a consequence But we can obey out of fear. Or there's an obedience of pride. (laughs) So I, I make myself look really good and I conform to all the ways that I think that um, God would like me to do it because I want people to look at me and see that I'm a good person. And that's pride. So I can obey out of fear. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, conf- I'm conforming, I'm obeying, but it's out of fear. Or I can obey out of pride, that I I'm, I'm just want people to be impressed with me. But listen, this is neither of those. This is an obedience of faith. It's something totally different. It's an obedience, yes it is. But it's an obedience of faith. And what that means is that I have so trusted in God. I've so trusted in Christ. And I'm so united with him that now he is working in me by his spirit. And now I want to conform. I love to conform to his will. I love to obey. I love to honour him. That's, that's my whole life. And that's the whole point here. To bring about, what is the purpose of all this? To bring about an obedience of faith. This is freedom. 
Because it's not fear on the one hand and it's not pride on the other. It is a joy because I love my king. And so this is the obedience that God is wanting us as believers in Christ to have. An obedience of faith. At what point in your life right now are you not obeying God? Is it in the words that you use and you're saying? Are you not obeying God with your money? Are you not obeying God because you get angry so easily? Are you not obeying God because um, that you're looking at pornography um, or indulging in sexual sin? Are you not obeying God because of an addiction that just gripped you? Are you not obeying God because you're a workaholic? In what areas are you not obeying God? Because I would want to say to you that the the focus of your disobedience is your lack of faith. The reason I'm getting angry right now in a certain situation is because I'm really furious. Why? Because I am not at that moment trusting that I'm fine. The Lord is my king. I will be fine. I'm safe. I'm secure. I don't need to get angry at this moment because I'm trusting in my king. I don't need to be a workaholic right now because the Lord has me in his arms. I do not need to disobey God at any point if I trusting him and his life is coming to me and all his supply and goodness is coming to me because I trust in him. It's an obedience of faith. In what area of your life have you got a deficiency of faith and it's working itself out in disobedience? Here, this is an obedience. What God is wanting for each one of us is an obedience, but it's a beautiful obedience. It is an obedience of faith. And lastly, this is how the passage ends. <clears throat> now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel, and then right at the end, the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to think with you, just as we close and we finish this whole book of Romans, just think about this word, glory, for a moment. I remember um, we use this word glory in in different ways. Um, It's not a common word. I remember a farmer saying to me, David, if you sold your old header and bought a new $500,000 header, you would be in your glory. You'd be in your glory. Um, We talk about um, Perth glory. But what about the glory of God? What about the glory of God? What is the glory of God? You see, God is so holy that he is what no one else will ever be. You can't compare him to anything. He is in a class of his own in perfection and greatness. 
You see, when who God is shines out, it's very hard to give a definition of glory. Because if I asked you, please write down for me a definition of beauty, what would you write? How would you word your sentence? It's almost impossible to say what glory is. Because glory is is, is who God is in his essence, his beauty, his holiness, his perfection, his greatness. And, And this is saying... To God be glory. In other words, the shining out of all that God is in his majesty and beauty. We, you know, I, I've got friends and um, I can think of them right now and, and you have to. And they don't see any glory in God. They, they see glory in many things in this world. Oh yes, they pursue them with all their might and with all their heart. It gives them joy. That's what they see. That's the glory. That's, what, that's what's captured their hearts. It's what's captured their bank accounts. It's what's captured everything. It's, but but, but my, I, I grieve because they haven't seen any glory in God. It's like there's a blindness to the glory of God. But the point of the whole universe is that we would see glory. That we'd see glory. And do you notice where it comes from? Through Jesus Christ. The, the glory that we, if we're going to catch a glimpse of who God is, he, he, it's, it's, a, it's opaque to us, we're blind to it until we see Christ dying on the cross for our sins and rising in tremendous power and we see, we see the glory. Do you remember Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 and, 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 and God fills the temple and he sees the glory and Isaiah says, Woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king. And a coal comes from the altar from a, with a seraphim and burns his lips to purify him. Why? Because... If we saw the glory, if any of us saw the true shining forth of the glory of God, every single one of us would be on our faces before God because it's such a great glory. But God has enabled us to see something of his glory through Christ. He comes as a humble child, dying on a bloody cross and rising in power so that we could trust him and behold his glory. And I'm encouraging you to look to the glory. There's many things that can take your affections in this world, many things that you can be entranced by. But please, if we are to really have strength from God, to be strengthened by his spirit in our hearts. We need this glory to be seen and it's through the gospel of Christ. It means that we need to trust him, hear the gospel again and know the strength that comes from God and God alone. What areas right this morning in your seats do you need God's strength? 
My prayer is that you will turn your eyes to him again. You'll turn your eyes to the Saviour. Turn your eyes away from every other distraction and look again to him because he and he alone brings you the ultimate strength. Every other strength in this world that we are depending on will fail. It's like one of those sticks you lean on and it'll break and you'll go over. But this is the strength that will never fail you. It's the strength of God that's revealed through the gospel, through the Lord Jesus Christ, for his glory and our joy. Let me pray with you. Lord, please, Lord, each one of us, each one of us, knows our own weakness in all sorts of areas. And we're now looking again to you, looking again to our Saviour, to Christ, our Lord. I want to trust him again and know the strength that comes from heaven through the gospel and through the preaching of Christ Jesus. Lord, open our eyes to see glory that we might be worshippers of you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.